Welcome and thank you for listening to this message from Legacy Church New Braunfels. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy this message from our special guest. So I'm really honored this morning. Um, just years ago, we we met Chuck and Anna Marr uh, as they were leading over at Kingdom Life in San Antonio. And um, just immediately there was a there was a connection and a spark because of, of the vision for the kingdom and the heart for the kingdom. And um, when you hear me talk all the time about the San Antonio to, to Austin Round Rock Corridor, um, they're one of the ones, the couples, that really to us means the world to us. And, and throughout the years, we've been so blessed, not just by friendship and connection and release, and you, just receiving from you guys the anointing they walk in. Uh, Chuck's preached many, many times, uh, but there's also been times Chuck said up, hey, I've got, uh, I've got a friend or I've got a spiritual father and mother that's coming into town. Do you, do you want to have him? I'm always like, yes, call me first. Don't call anyone else. I want to hear first because I trust Chuck and Anna so much on who they walk with. And so a few months ago when he called me up and says, hey, you know, uh, Fred and Pat Bruner, her spiritual parents and part of the Bethel Network, Bethel Leaders Network are going to be in town. And I'm like, yes, like you don't even have to ask the, answer is yes. And so got a chance to connect, uh, just talk with uh, with Fred a little bit. And then we've met uh, when we go to Bethel Leaders Advance and things like that, just connecting, but it's always kind of just been right here. Um, and so the, the joy is that the Lord is bringing things together for an acceleration inside of our region. And then when Fred started sharing some of the testimonies and history that they had with Papa Jack, our spiritual father, and then Leif Hetlin and some other the group in the network, it's like, oh my gosh, we are more interconnected than I re- ever realized. And so uh, you you guys are going to be really, really blessed this morning. And so I want you just to really open up and receive what the Lord's going to do. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're also going to receive a love offering because we believe in sowing in good seed into great soil. And uh, and there's a part of that blessing. And so you can see up that slide that's up there. You can you can text to give. You can give online. But just uh, you can give to Bruner, B-R-U-N-E-R. And you can see it on that. Or if you want to physically give, uh, because as they're sowing generously into us, we need to sow generously back into them. And and know it for this next season, what God is going to do. So I'm just going to ask you guys, why don't you all just stand up with me and just give a warm welcome to Fred and Pat Bruner. This is my wife, Pat. Uh, and I, I want you to know that she... Uh, may uh, interrupt or step in, and it seems like an interruption to people, but we do it all the time. Uh, I do it with her. She does it with me. That we've been, uh, in, June 4th will be 46 years. So I don't remember if I was born first or I got married first. But uh, it's been, it'll be 46 years, and it's amazing. We met in, in Houston, in the Heights area, and they did a good job. I'm thankful for that. Interestingly, uh, earlier in the last week, we were with a couple that he actually uh, is over the ER at that hospital now. And so that was really cool to be there and, and to get to know him better. So that's awesome. But it's great to be here with you. A lot of good things going on here, I can tell that. I just pray blessing over the graduates, uh, that uh, the best is still yet to come. There are many good things ahead of you. 
I'm glad there are people in the room that are under 30 years old. Uh, that's a good thing. We, we want to get older and younger at the same time. We believe in doing things generationally. <clears throat> that uh, just as there's no need for women to step aside, there's no need for those that are young to step aside, nor are those that are older to step aside. We need everybody on the front line. Uh, we're not looking for people to stay out of the way. We're looking for people to get in there and help move forward what God is doing and advancing his kingdom. So um, he mentioned Papa Jack. Papa Jack Taylor was such a, an amazing, important person in our lives. And I know that uh, Jay was not uh, aware of that. But uh, Leif Hetland had been a spiritual father in our lives since uh, 2008. I've had the privilege and we've had the privilege of traveling uh, together uh, out of the country many times and just enjoy that. And, uh, but we'd already met Papa Jack when we pastored in Kilgore, Texas. That we would come over to uh, the Dallas area at that time and uh, got to see him in some meetings. Um, Pat actually shares a story about there was a guy whistling during worship. I, and I don't know if you guys know that Papa Jack, how many of you know who Papa Jack is? So, so at least some of you, most of you know. Anyway, he would whistle, and it was just amazing to hear him whistle. And so she, in being able to figure that out, it's like, man, that was amazing. That really did something uh, to me, just a spirit moving off of someone whistling like that. And he wasn't whistling Dixie either, so... So anyway, but uh, knowing Leif and Jack, and I just want to tell you, one of the things that we believe in is we believe strongly in the importance of relationship. And if anyone doubts why you are here this morning, it's because there is a perfect father in heaven and the family is what is in heaven. Hopefully you will enter the gates of heaven someday and you won't hear them say, welcome home, employee. The welcome will be, welcome in, son and daughter. Probably four of you come to Florida, to Melbourne, and stay with them. So we stayed with them five nights. So it's great to have someone who is a spiritual grandfather to you and, if you will, a, a spiritual general, uh, make you breakfast every morning. That was an awesome time. And then in the afternoon, there was a place uh, across the street called Moose. And uh, that was the ice cream place. And so we had to go over and have ice cream every day and just uh, enjoy hanging out together and spending time uh, with someone that has traveled all over the earth that uh, has people like Rick Warren, the pastor of Saddleback Church in Southern California, a well-known pastor, would consider Jack a father to him. Bill Johnson would consider him a spiritual father. What a, what a privilege to be. But I just want to tell you, you don't have a famous person in front of you this morning. I'm not here because I'm famous. But I do have the famous one on the inside of me. And, and that is what, that's what's important. And so I just believe that God is going to do some amazing things this morning. Uh, Pat and I have uh, two uh, daughters. 
And uh, one of them actually is pastoring. She and her husband now pastor the church that we started uh, in July will be 21 years ago. It started in our home in Casper, Wyoming. And so uh, Jenny, who is, I believe, uh, 43 now, and her husband, uh, uh, her oldest son, uh, Andy, I, I, know, I know I'm going down a, a memory lane here, is graduating from high school, so that's a cool thing, uh, already has a job. Uh, he's he's going to be uh, welding these huge dump trucks that they use in the mining ministry. Mine, I say mining mystery. So anyway, pro the prophetic is the mining ministry, you know, but going to be huge dump trucks that they use in the mines, coal mines. He's going to be help welding with those. So uh, Pat and I pastored for over 40 years, including youth pastors for a short while in Port Arthur, Texas. Like I said, Kilgore, Texas. We just feel like, God has put so many seeds in the ground in Texas. And we're just excited to see all of what God's going to do with all those seeds. In fact, her, her mom and dad pastored in Corpus Christi. And so Pat spent some of her early years, uh, if you will, a few miles down the road on Interstate 35. I want to share one other thing about Interstate 35. I'm talking to Jay. He was saying about seeing God move and have revival in the I-35 corridor. And that this is uh, a 16 years for Legacy Church, right? And then you're going to do some celebrating on the 4th, which is our anniversary. So I feel like I'm at home already. And that is an amazing thing. But we were, and that was in the Kansas City area on the Kansas side, in the Overland Park, Lenexa, Kansas area. And that is right off the freeway of Interstate 35. Get off the free. If you were headed uh, from this direction south, from the south headed north, you get off uh, at uh, 87th Street and turn to the right, you go to our office. If you turn to the left, you go down to the school that we met in. We met in two elementary schools for the first 10 years of the church and then transitioned to someone else. So I want to tell you that our heart is with church planters. Yes, yeah. Another good point. When we were in Kilgore, Texas, and we knew God had called us to plant churches, that we had someone contact us that lived in San Antonio, a guy that actually got saved under Pat's dad's ministry. And he had invited us to come and be a part of a group that would plant multiple churches at once in this. Probably that's the last time we've been to San Antonio or this area. We've been to Houston quite a few times in that area. But that would have been while we we're still in Kilgore in the late uh, 80s, like 88, 89. And that did not work out because the person that was going to fund that uh, died in a plane crash. And we ended up going to the Kansas City area to plant a church. But I want you to know our heart is with you. I'm glad that you have persevered, that it's not easy planting a church. A lot of you know, hear the, the statistics about planting businesses and how many fail. Uh, it's not really that much better with people that plant churches. Many churches that are planted end up being very small and, and not really breaking some of those barriers. And I just want to 
say thank you for staying with it and seeing God help you get through barriers. And the best is still yet to come. Uh, God is going, says, to plant them, and he will use them. And actually, the message I want to share with you and, and uh, the book that's going to be on Acts, I want to share out of Acts 19 this morning. One of my favorite passages of scriptures out of Acts 19. And what I'm going to do is basically I'm going to start at verse 1, and I'm going to just kind of go verse by verse. And we're going to take a look at not the whole chapter, because I hear you guys get over usually about 3 o'clock. And so we'd have to have probably till 8 o'clock to go through the whole chapter. But uh, you guys okay? Okay. My, my form of preaching is I like to let her rip tater chip. And uh, just to go for it, okay? If I can get my stuff out here. How many of you are native Texans? Okay. I'm in my home state. Yes. Yeah. Pat says that when you say Texas, you have to put your hand over your heart. <laughs> and so I, I believe her. I believe that you should do that. So for some reason, I had my notes all together, and they're, they're right here. Okay. So Acts 19, you have your Bible? I didn't ask permission to use this translation, so hopefully I don't get fired. But I'm going to share out of the Passion Translation. And uh, Brian and Candace uh, are personal friends of ours. We love them. They now live in uh, Florida. Got to see them in January, have lunch with them. They are amazing people. This is a translation uh, it's a legitimate translation uh, going to the Aramaic as well. So I'm going to just jump in at verse 1, if that's okay. So while Apollos was ministering in Corinth, Paul traveled on through the region of Turkey until he arrived in Ephesus, where he found a group of 12 followers of Jesus. The first thing he asked them was did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? No, they replied. We've not even heard of a Holy Spirit. So let, let me start right there that um, Papa Jack Taylor and I were in a car coming back from uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, back to Casper. And as we were traveling along, we started talking about the Holy Spirit. And he said to me, if the blank, and I'm not using like blanking for a cuss word, but I'm not going to tell you what denomination, okay? If the denomination ever realized there was a Holy Spirit, he said, look out! There were going to be amazing things happen beyond what we've ever seen. And so what I want to tell you as I start is that I have seen what man can do. In fact, I've seen what I can do, and now I want to see what God can do. And the only way that will happen is through the Holy Spirit. And it's okay to talk about the Holy Spirit because He is God. 
We serve a triune God just as, as we are triune beings, spirit, soul, and body. In fact, it is our belief that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, that you are a spiritual being. We were in a conversation with two medical people the other day because that's we were staying at their home, and we were talking about, was that a spiritual thing or a physical thing? And I said, everything is a spiritual thing. It's not ex-other. I want you to know that in heaven there is family, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are one. You can't be putting the Father down when you talk about Jesus. He's more than happy for you to talk about Jesus. Jesus is not offended if you talk about the Holy Spirit. And what I found that sometimes people are afraid of talking about the Holy Spirit. But did you notice that Paul's first question, and often a first question is extremely important. He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He didn't say, are you born again? In fact, as far as I know, and you can be glad, you can uh, text me, and I can say that easily since you don't know how to text me, but you can text me where it says this somewhere in, in the New Testament, but you won't find it, that there is no place in the book of Acts or beyond where it's here. When you believe, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And I want to tell you at the end of the message what I want to do is I want to offer the opportunity for every person in the room to do what this passage of Scripture is talking about and that we lay hands on you, that you would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That we are not looking for a specific manifestation, but we are looking for the power of God to come upon you. That at the end of the book of John... Jesus is talking to the 11 and he says to them as he breathed on them, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. But then he also said, wait in Jerusalem before you go out anywhere else until the Holy Spirit has come upon you because you see baptism in the Holy Spirit, the word baptism means to be immersed into something. So in a sense, Paul was saying, what were you immersed into? That what you are looking for, and what I mean by what you're looking for, not just your walk with Jesus, but I'm talking about how you parent. I'm talking about how you live as a son or daughter to your earthly mother or father. How do you go about uh, your business? How do you go about your workplace? How do you lead people? How are you an example? How are you a teacher in school? that the Holy Spirit is the one that can lead you because he is a resident genius on the inside of you. That's what we want. And we want him to be released. I want you to also know this, that you may have been baptized in the Holy Spirit already. Do you need a fresh touch? Thank you for using the word upgrade because I'm going to use it here in a minute. That, that's what it is. The Holy Spirit is an upgrade. Truly, the Holy Spirit is, is an upgrade. The other thing, so that you know why you would be coming to get prayer, the third one would be is that we'd like to talk about the one. 
that often when we think about doing evangelism, we're thinking about having, you know, Sean Foyt come. We can't have Billy Graham come unless he comes from heaven. You know, or we have this person come or whatever. And if we had a thousand people there, then we could really do something. Well, it's been our belief all of our lives as we've done church plantings that we're looking for the one. And so we literally every day pray, Father, show me the one. Help me to see the one, reach the one, disciple the one. And I'm going to invite you to enter into that because we believe just in the book, this, okay, in the book of Acts, in Acts 19, they reach a whole region in two years. I believe the way is by reaching one at a time. We have preached to thousands and the multitudes, but we're looking always for the one, for the one. Okay, so here it is. The first thing he asked them was, did you receive? Paul asked then, what was the meaning of your baptism? Paul said, John's baptism, uh, they responded, it meant that we would follow John's teaching. Paul said John's baptism was for those who were turning from their sins and he taught you to believe in and follow the one who was coming after him. Jesus, the anointed one, they were baptized in, uh, sorry, Jesus, the anointed one, when they understood this, they were baptized into the authority of Jesus, the anointed one. And when Paul laid his hands on each of the 12, the Holy Spirit manifested and they immediately spoke in tongues and they prophesied. I want to tell you something that says they, they were baptized in. They needed an upgrade. What are you immersed in? You know, I think we get busy and we say, well, I'm going to just check out this podcast. And are, are we immersed into our favorite podcast? Are we immersed into the authority of Jesus? Uh, are we immersed in our favorite uh, TV preacher and program, our, our favorite worship? Or is it that we are immersed and baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ living in us? Is that the focus? John sent some of his followers to Jesus and said again, uh, are you the one? And if you know that, uh, you could find that in Luke 7. And in that passage, Jesus didn't answer them immediately, but he healed the sick. He cleansed lepers. The lame began to walk. He said, tell John just what you saw that when Paul went to the church of Corinth, you read it in 1 Corinthians, chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he said, I didn't come with lofty words to speak to you because I didn't want you to hear the wisdom of man. I want you to hear the wisdom of God. I want to tell you that uh, Chuck and Anna, we met when we met uh, Steve Backland. They came to Casper, Wyoming, and, and they've been stuck with us ever since. We, we've enjoyed our connection with each other so much. But if, if you know anything about Steve Backlund, it's about a renewing of your mind. How are you transformed by the renewing of your mind? I want to tell you, you'll not have a renewed mind without the Holy Spirit. 
the things that you're looking for, whether it's parenting or a renewed mind, will not happen without being immersed in the Holy Spirit. That is how it happens. So Paul said, I didn't come to give you life. I wanted you to see a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. So let, let's begin to do this right now. I want to ask that while I'm preaching, that if you begin to perceive, you begin to sense, you begin to see, you begin to hear, you begin to feel the Holy Spirit speaking to you and doing something, showing you something new, uh, sharing the love of the Father with you, healing your physical body right now. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to come and heal physical bodies even as we're hearing the word right now. So I'm asking you to be open and be inviting the Holy Spirit to come and show you new, fresh revelation, to come and heal, to show you the love of the Father. And I want to I seed this whole place with an expectancy of what he is doing. Smell him, yes. If you'd be willing to raise your hand and just say, the Holy Spirit's doing something right now. Yeah, no, please do not say anything, okay? Well, you can say amen, hallelujah, okay? But just raise your hand and keep it up until I acknowledge you before you put it down. Because we're going to build some expectation for what the Holy Spirit is going to do. And I just say to that person in the back, God bless you. And over there, God bless you. And let's see what he's going to do this morning. We have seen what man can do. I've seen what I can do. I want to see what God can do, okay? So it says, when they understood that they needed an upgrade, God bless you, and God bless you, and God bless you. They needed an upgrade. It says the, the anointed one. You see, Jesus was in right relationship with the Father and anointed by the Holy Spirit. Just as I have the privilege of being, and you have the privilege of being, being in right relationship with the Father because of what Jesus did on the cross, but filled and immersed in the Holy Spirit, that I can do what the same things that he did, even greater things than he did because I go to the Father, God bless you. So, I mean, that's a great day, right? When you begin to think of the upgrade that is available to every person in the room. One of the things that I've told people, I always want to be considered a novice in things. Not because I view myself as I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that, that I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm 68 years old and I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I still want to understand things that I've never understood before. My dad, when he was in, the 80, in his 80s, would call me and say, hey, I was looking at this scripture and I just want to tell you I'm praying this scripture over you. And that blessed me that my dad showed me something. My physical dad, earthly dad, God bless you and God bless you, that you continue to learn and grow through your whole life. I don't want to be sitting back, well, I, I hope somebody can impress me. I don't, I'm not here to impress anybody. I, I'm not here because we need greater preaching. 
God bless you. In fact, I don't believe the world is going to be changed just because we have better teaching and preaching. God bless you. It's going to be because there are people that are filled with the Holy Spirit that are seeing the one, they're seeing what the Holy Spirit is doing right now. God bless you, God bless you, and 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 God bless you. Come on. And that he wants to move greater than you do. I believe that revival is already here. I believe it's already here. Secondly, I believe revival begins personally. And third is for everyone. You see, it begins personally. You see, sometimes when you think you've learned a lot, it's always, well, you know, I hope my husband hears this message. You know, or I wish, I, I, man, I sure wish my wife would have been in church that morning. You know, or my teenage son would be here so that he could hear what they were saying and doing, you know. And, and then it's like that I don't need to listen because I've learned so much already. No, I, we have so much yet to learn, so much more in being immersed in him. What a privilege we have. It says that they understood that they were baptized into the, now the authority of Jesus. There is authority when you've been baptized into Jesus. When you go into that water, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and you are impacted and you, you go down in the darkness. Jesus said... God bless you. He did say, he did say that to bless you. Yes, amen. Jesus said this, that if you drink of the water I give you, you will never thirst again. He wasn't talking to God bless you. He wasn't talking about, you know, have a, a drink of water like this. Uh, Jesus still needed some water later, and so did the woman at the well need this kind of water again. He is saying, I want to not just give you something that you ingest right now and then goes out of your body. Sorry if that's too much for anybody. But that you have something that is on the inside of you. It's like you, you have it in you. The Holy Spirit is in you and he comes upon you. That Jesus said, because of your love for me, the Father and I will come and live in you. Ephesians 3 says that the fullness of God dwells within us. It's impossible when the fullness of God dwells on the inside of you. There is authority in the name of Jesus. There is authority that when the Spirit of Christ comes and dwells within us, that same authority resides within us. I want to tell you what we're looking for in the world will only come through people that are full of and baptized in the Holy Spirit. God bless you. I often tell people, if you're going to complain about something, you better be ready to do something about it. Otherwise, don't be complaining about it. Keep your complaining to yourself. Actually, stop complaining, because it'll eat you up. It will totally eat you up. Complaining never accomplished anything. We have the ability to be immersed in the Holy Spirit and then we become part of the answer because he is the resident genius on the inside of us. It says, Paul laid his hands on each one of the 12 the Holy Spirit manifested and they immediately spoke and fearlessly in the synagogue, arguing persuasively for them to enter into God's kingdom realm. 
But some of them hardened their hearts and stubbornly refused to believe. When they spoke evil of the way in front of the congregation, Paul withdrew from them and took the believers with him. Now I'm at verse 10. Every day, someone say with me, every day. For over two years, say two years. He taught them in the lecture hall of Tyrannius, which resulted in everyone living in the province of Asia, Jews and non-Jews, hearing the prophetic word of the Lord. Now, I don't know how long those 12 had been believers. It doesn't say. But it says after they were baptized, immersed in the Holy Spirit, in two years. Why are we thinking it takes a generation? We have three or four generations in this room right now where if in two years they devoted themselves to everyone in their region knowing the prophetic word about Jesus and it happened. God bless you. Wow. I, you know. <laughs> oh my. Sir. Siri needs to get, I shouldn't have had that up there. Sorry about that, but I guess Siri needs to get saved, right? I want to tell you, this has so impacted me. I want to take however long it's going to take. I may not avoid messing up at times, but I never give up. Yeah, I've, I've messed up a few times, but I've not given up. And if you decide you're not going to give up, that's the biggest part of the battle right there. To be married for almost 46 years, there are times that I'm sure that she wanted to go back home. She said she didn't have the money, okay. And I wasn't going to give it to her, okay. <laughs> So it's not like uh, implanting churches. I, I can tell you one of the coolest things I love in the first two years in Kansas City, we got to baptize 300 people. You know, but there were a lot more than 300 that needed to be baptized. I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing. I, you know, I don't want to just throw out some cool statistic I, I want to see our literal culture changed. That it has a kingdom mentality, not a church mentality. Because often the church mentality is, is that one of the things that, that we did in, in Casper is we really, and I love seeing how you guys are doing outreach and hearing what's going on because we love doing outreach. And, and uh, both of our leaders over outreach actually spent time in prison. One of them, uh, when he was younger, uh, they, uh, in Denver, they broke into a car, stole some drugs and some guns out, and he accidentally shot the other guy and killed him and spent five years in prison for manslaughter. But now is one of our main leaders over outreach in Casper, Wyoming. I want to tell you, that's a transformation. You know, that, that we need to steal back what the enemy has taken, but we don't have to steal it back. <laughs> 
because it's ours in the first place because he is on the inside of us drawing those people to him. God bless you. So every day, I pray for the one. It says every day for over two years, every day I want to ask you, would you pray with us that God help me to see the one today? And I want to tell you, sometimes the one is not someone that needs to be saved. It may be a believer that's walking away or they're confused or, or just they need loved on and, and you're there. They're going through a divorce or whatever it may be and that you're there for them. But much of the time, it will be someone and the first part is that you see them. And we've got to stop walking, if you will, as zombies through the day and begin to allow him to help us see the people that we need to see so that we can reach the one and disciple the one. So let's, let's go on to verse 11. I love this too. God kept releasing a flow. Can you say flow? flow. Woo, some flow going on in here. Flow, 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 flow. A flow of extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. God's healing some people right now. If you've been having something going on with your body that needs healing, check it out. Check it out. God kept, kept releasing. God kept releasing a flow of extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. Because of this, people took Paul's handkerchiefs and articles of clothing even pieces of cloth that had touched his skin, laying them on the bodies of the sick, and diseases and demons left them, and they were healed. Well, I want to tell you, my friends, the key is not to find that bottle of Paul's sweat so you can put it on a cloth. Can I get an amen for that? Nor is it really to even study healing but to keep giving an invitation to the Holy Spirit. Because you see, when you get the Holy Spirit, he comes as the full Holy Spirit. That the fruit of the Spirit are inside the Holy Spirit, and love is the fruit of the Spirit. Your ministry will go as far as you love. You have authority over only what you love. That God so loved the world that he gave us that. The authority comes by the way you love. If you're going to prophesy over someone and you're not going to do it from love, please do not do it. If you're not going to reach your hand to someone without it just being about judging them or putting them down, please don't do it. That we will go as far in ministry as we're willing to love. God bless you. The flow of miracles. Did you know Jesus said, it is better for you that I go away. I mean, do, do you understand the fathom that? Jesus, it's his shed blood that allows me to be cleansed from all unrighteousness. God bless you. But he said, it's better for you that I go away. You know why? Because I, I have Jesus inside me. The Spirit of Christ lives within me. I am in Christ. I'm not in a struggle right now. I'm in Christ. I'm not in a problem. I am in Christ right now. 
I am in Christ right now. I was crucified with him. I was raised with him. And now I am glorified with him in the name of Jesus. So it says, now there were seven itinerant Jewish exorcists, sons of Sceva, the high priest. Could you say that seven times quickly? Now there were seven itinerant Jewish exorcists, sons of Sceva, the high priest. I, I heard that New Braunfels, now I'm, I'm uh, going off the rail here for just a minute. I heard this is, that there are a lot of German people from this community. Jawohl. Okay, uh, do you know what they call pastors in Germany? German shepherds. <laughs> okay. Okay, you can blame Chuck for that because I told him that yesterday and he said that I should share it this morning, so I'll blame Chuck for that. Okay, so now there were seven itinerant Jewish exorcist sons of Sceva, the high priest, who took it upon themselves to use... Do you get this? Use the name of, to use the name and authority of Jesus. The name and authority of Jesus. Over those who were demonized, they would say, we cast you out in the name of the Jesus that Paul preaches. One day, say one day. One day day when they said those words, the demon and the man replied, (laughs) I know about Jesus, and I recognize Paul, but who do you think you are? Mr. Big Step, yes. Who do you think you are? Then the demon man jumped on them and threw them to the ground, beating them mercilessly. He overpowered the seven exorcists until they all ran out of the house, naked and badly bruised. I mean, you're going into the village, and here are these seven dudes running out, you know, and they're naked and afraid. And that was even before the TV program. They were naked and they were afraid and they were running out. (laughs) You see, the thing is, is that the name of Jesus isn't just something you throw out there. There's authority because you're baptized into his authority because you've been immersed in a relationship with him. When you use the name of Jesus and you cry out Jesus, there is authority because of your relationship and your intimacy with him. That you see that often what happens is, is that, that we think if I would just read a little more out of the word. No, what would happen is if you would understand that, that the truth that you need is actually a person. And what is written down here is to help you get a good start at knowing that person. But everything Jesus said and did, according to John, you couldn't even have enough books to contain it. But this is a good starter for you so that the Holy Spirit can take it and you can begin to see the character of God and see what he is like, the willingness for him to send his son Jesus. And then Jesus says, better for you that I go away because the Holy Spirit come. I want to tell you, this book without the Holy Spirit is not going to get you where you want to get to. A transformed mind won't happen without the Holy Spirit. A transformed city won't happen without the Holy Spirit. A transformed country will not happen without the Holy Spirit. So here's some of the fruit of what just happened. Verse 17, all of the people in Ephesus 
It says all of the people. All of the people. All of the people in Ephesus were awestruck. I got to stop there. My prayer is that we get awestruck this morning. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Do you know why sometimes people fall on the ground when you pray for them? Because they can't stand up. But they can't stand up because they found something greater and stronger than themselves and their body yielded. It's not a sign of maturity. It's a sign of a willingness to let the Holy Spirit impact them. A yielding, a yielding that is there. It says they were awestruck. But notice it says all the people in Ephesus. Now, maybe you're thinking, but it was easy to touch a place like Ephesus. Hey, that's no big deal. You know, they don't have the pornography and the uh, sex trafficking and, and all of the things that we have now and, and you know, it would have been easy. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Ephesus, if I could really quickly. The city of Ephesus was located on the west coast of Asia Minor, present-day Turkey, about four miles inland from the Aegean Sea. The temple of the goddess Artemis was located just outside of Ephesus and was estimated to be the largest building in the world of that day, larger than an American football field. This opulent temple was one of the seven wonders of the old world and took 220 years to build. The cult of Artemis was widespread and possibly the most prominent when Paul penned his letter to the Ephesians. A number of statues of Artemis have been revealed in Ephesus. One had an inscription which read, the goddess Artemis rules our city. Not anymore. Every person has a free will. I cannot make somebody change. But I can offer them something much better than they've ever experienced before. I can allow them to see what that has done in me. And I believe that is a powerful witness. And that's what Ephesus saw. And it said, this scripture, that... People in Ephesus were awestruck, both Jews and non-Jews, when they heard what had happened. Ephesus was also a city steeped in magic and occultism. It is said, of all ancient Greco-Roman to magicians, sorcerers, and charlatans of all sorts. It's so it's no wonder that he penned the words, be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. So yes, they were awestruck, praise the Lord. Great fear fell over the entire city and the authority of the name of Jesus was exalted. Let it be so. Let the authority of the name of Jesus be exalted in this city right now. Let it be exalted. The authority of the name of Jesus be exalted in this county, in this region, this corridor, corridor of Interstate 35. It says, um, 
many believers, notice it says many believers publicly confess their sins and disclose their secrets. Large numbers of those who had been practicing magic took all of their books and scrolls of spells and incantations and publicly burned them. When the value of all the books and scrolls were calculated, it came to several million dollars. Last verse we're going to talk about. The power of God caused the word of God to spread, and the people were greatly impacted. That's what we're going for. And the people of God, excuse me, not, it just says, and the people were greatly impacted. And the people were greatly impacted. And the people were greatly impacted. I'm tired of us not having an impact. We were created to have an impact. That God is too big on the inside of us to be minimized down any longer. That when we moved, immersed in the Holy Spirit, people can sense our love. I can tell you everywhere that I go and I begin to speak to people uh, a couple days ago in a, a Starbucks that as we were driving down to Texas from Arkansas and a young man sitting at a table, I just felt like the Lord said, go talk to him. Let him know that I love him and that I am there for him and I'm reaching out to him. He didn't run away from me. He ate it up. So we're going to move this table. And... Um, I'm going to invite you to line up down this row here. And we would like to have some music if we could too. But we'd like to lay hands on you. We'll have six people up here laying hands on people. But we believe that this city, that this body, that God is equipping you and is going to equip you through the Holy Spirit by His grace to be empowered to touch this whole city and region. That you will work with other people, that it will bring an awe to this region that has been missing. That when people think of God, they're going to be in awe of how amazing He is that they will know that he is the answer to what's going on in their life right now. And we want to do this. If you have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, please come forward. If you want a fresh touch, if you want to see God move in this region and you want to be strengthened, the scripture says go on being immersed. And the last one is, if you want to join us and pray every day, help us to see the one today. Yeah, I have something I feel like I, before we come up to do this, I feel like the Lord is speaking about that this is, it may seem like it's disconnected and it's not because the Lord really laid this in my heart. There are some of you, you're filled with the Holy Spirit or you're getting ready to come and receive that. But there's something in your life that you feel like, you know what, when I go into a room I don't, I lose my voice. When I go into my, into a room or I'm with other people, it's like, I don't, I know there's things inside me, but I don't feel free to release those. Maybe it's like everybody else gets to have a say. I never get to use my voice. There's a place in your life where something was spoken or done in your life. It, and I, and trigger alert, 
on this, okay? Trigger alert. It could have been a time in your life where something happened to you very traumatic, where a hand was actually put over your mouth or over your throat. And that, since that time, you have found, you know that you're intelligent, you know that the Spirit of God is in you, but that voice is not being released onto the face of the earth the way God wants it released. Now then, it could come from many, many different ways. But before you come up, I want to do this quickly. If you identify with what I'm saying, it could be male or female, we, we've watched God do this. When he raises this up, we know the room is full of it. So understand that. You're not alone in it. But if you're one of those people that said, I just feel like I, I'm not heard. I'm not heard. Sometimes we're not seen because our voice is not being released. If that's you, you identify with that Holy Spirit in any way, would you stand up very quickly, please? Very quickly. Come on. Always, 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 always. Leaders, I'm telling you, I've watched pastors stand up. It's not that you are not wanted. Look at me. He says you belong. He says you belong. His breath is what your words are formed of. It's not about you. The enemy's trying to silence his voice, his breath in you. And the enemy right now is trying in our culture to tell people you can't speak up. You can't speak my word. Be silent. He's trying. It is actually, I'm going to tell you a real quick story. In, these guys know this. In Wyoming, it was the first state to give women the right to vote. But never have I experienced Holy Spirit doing this more than in Wyoming. Women were not given the right to vote because they were celebrated. But because we had so few people in our state, they needed more representation in Washington. So they, in, they let the women, they let them vote. But they told them what to vote. Okay? So sometimes you've been under leadership, which you knew you couldn't speak up because you had to speak up sounding like the leader. You couldn't say something because you would be rebuked. You couldn't say something because yours might be different and that wasn't valued. Sometimes as churches, every voice up here has to sound the same. Sometimes we churches are bad about not letting people speak that have a different message or a different voice or a different personality. And the enemy has ways of silencing us. But the truth is, it's not us. He's trying to silence the voice and the release of the voice of God on the face of the earth. And so I want you to do this, if that's you. And you can stand up anywhere in this if it's you. I want you to put your hand over your, your voice box right there. I want you to put the other one on top of your head. I can't do it because I've got the microphone. Okay, now this is my part. Okay, you don't need to repeat after me. Okay, but there will come a point. I'm gonna say, okay, this is your part. Everybody clear? Okay. And I will lead you in a prayer at that time. But this is mine. I want you to look up here, every person. I want to look you in the eyes right now in the name of Jesus, by the authority of Jesus himself, the one whose Holy Spirit, the very spirit of Jesus came and said, I, there's people in this room I want free today. You're not choosing him. He chose you to go and bear fruit, abundant fruit that would last. And part of that will come through your words, releasing his breath. And so I speak to the enemy who came at different points of life and said, your voice is not valued. You were made fun of. You were ridiculed. People turned the other way. People put you down publicly. You tried to stand up and instead it was rejected. And then he said, you're being rejected. In the name of Jesus, I speak to those demons. They're lying. It's from the pit of hell. 
because your voice is uh, is blessed. His breath was breathed into you. It's the very breath that you breathe, the air that you breathe. Our words are made up of breath. So in the name of Jesus, I tell the enemy to let you go now. Open your eyes. In the name of Jesus, let him go. Free his voice now in the name of Jesus. That the lies, the intimidation, the intimidating spirit let go of you in Jesus' name. You were born to release the breath of God into your kids, your grandkids, the people, your neighbors around you in Jesus' name. And there's still time. There is still time. One word from him and everything can change. Maybe you've lost lots of years of words, but it takes one word with the power of Jesus on it and everything changes. You be free in the name of Jesus. Forgive those who silenced you, who minimized you, who intimidated you, who made you think that the word, his voice coming through you is a lesser voice, has lesser authority. It's a lie from the pit of hell and we call it what it is. And we say it is for his, his purposes that you were given breath. In the name of Jesus, you have destiny. You have people that are waiting this week, maybe even today, at home and around you, who are waiting to hear what God has to speak through you. What he says through you matters. It matters. Your voice is valuable. Your voice can put the enemy to flight. Your voice can, because of covenant, can cause even a spouse to be set free. In Jesus' name, I speak over you no more. That every time the enemy comes and he says, they don't really care. They don't want to hear what you have to say. That instead you go, oh yeah, watch this. I don't do this for my sake. I do it for his. In the name of Jesus, I speak to you and I say, you are seen. You are seen. And that what he put in you needs to be seen in other places and needs to be heard. You have friends that you're like, ah, everybody else just always speaks over me. Everybody speaks over me. I don't, they don't really care about what I have to say. So I'm not going to share it. It's been rejected. Go there again and realize, don't speak your words. Speak his, with his heart, his heart of love. In the name of Jesus, you have leadership inside you. You have leadership inside you at levels you have not stepped up to because of this issue. The enemy knows that. It was an assignment against your life before you were ever breathing your first breath. It actually comes through the generations. But you are a new generation. You are a royal priesthood. It is who God says you are is the truest thing about you. And I declare over you that you are a strong leader who can learn how to walk in humility, that strength that the strength you carry is its strongest when you walk in love. It's at its strongest. You don't have to fight to be heard. You release his word in love and he will watch over that word. The life is in the seed. You release his word, in seed, that seed of his word, and you watch what happens. Quit shrinking back. You are not of the shrinking back kind. The word says you are not of the shrinking back kind. You are not of the shrinking back kind. I'm telling you, your greatest destiny in life is to be made into lookalike partners with Jesus. That's it. Quit thinking, well, my destiny is so high that I'll never be able to reach it, so I just won't try it. Be Him in you. Just let Him go and say, God, you give me the strength. You called me. I have a purpose for my life. So, Lord, each one of these young ladies, I speak over them, Lord. 
that they no longer choose their words based on what everybody else is saying. Did you hear that? No more that you listen to his voice and what he's saying is what you want to speak. If you are speaking what everybody else is speaking, you're only an echo. You are meant to birth his voice on the face of the earth in yourselves. Talk to yourselves first. Tell them the truest thing about you is what God says. Tell yourself, use your words. If, you, if there are people in this room, you don't know, you won't pray out loud because your, your voice, when you hear your voice, it, it shuts you down. It shuts you down because somebody's told you your voice isn't valuable. Get into your prayer closet, which means any space you want to shut the door on. Okay, get into that place and start just speaking out loud to God and watch your voice be released. Get used to hearing your own self pray. Get used to speaking declarations over yourselves that God says about you. You've already been speaking in here what the enemy says, but he's a liar from the pit of hell. There is no truth in him. So I even speak to you now that where the enemy's already tried to mark you for himself, we just say hogwash, hogwash. What God says is eternal. It doesn't have an expiration date. Doesn't have an expiration date. Lord, I ask that you would wash these young women, not with the voices of their friends, but with your voice. That they would hear you even as they sleep in their dreams, your angels singing over them. That you, Lord, singing songs of deliverance. Some of you, some of you, I'm just, I'm, there are women in this, this place right now, there's some things that you're involved in that you need delivered from. And I mean out of, out of a situation. And I encourage you that you value yourself the way God values you. Value yourself the way he does. Relationships that don't line up with what God says about you, find another relationship. Find another relationship. And you young men, young people, in the name of Jesus, we need you to rise up, that you show people how it can be done, that we can be this age, live in right relationship with God. And it won't matter who has chosen you or who has not chosen you. The fact is the destiny is not held in their hands, but in his. And so when he has called you, which he has, he's called you to be the word walking among people. You've got friends that need you to be free enough that you not only lay hands on yourself, but you lay hands on your friends and you speak over them and they start having things break free in their lives. There are some of your friends that are hurting really deeply and I see depression. And I, I see a, just like this, this part of um, not wanting to be around people. There's hiddenness in them because they no longer believe they're worthy of being among people and it's too painful. You have a gift to help set people free who are in a basement, but you have to get free. Walk in a greater level of freedom, a greater level. That's not a condemnation of you at all. It's he's saying, I want to unlock what I put inside you. Come out of the basement of faith. Come out of the basement of where you read. Come out of the basement where you pray and bring it into the light. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name now. Let go, let go in Jesus' name. Let, Je let go. Thank you, Jesus, that you love him, that you love him so much that you see him, you're not condemning him. 
Lord, he is chosen by you. You look at him and you say, Father, you love him as passionately as you love your son, Jesus. He loves you as passionately. He's not thinking of all the marks that you place against yourself. He's only thinking about one thing. Do you love my son, Jesus? Do you love my son, Jesus? Father, let your blood rise up in him now. Let you have your just reward. As freedom, more and more freedom, more freedom comes. This is a way of life, learning to walk free. Walk free in Jesus' name. Peace like a river. Like a river, come. Like a river, come. Okay, dreams that you're backing away from in the name of Jesus, I just say. Dreams awaken. Dreams awaken. Fear go. Intimidation go. That you can walk freely wherever he sends you. You don't have to worry about, but I don't have this or I'm not this. He's all of it. And he has all of it. Romans chapter 8 in the Passion Translation, about verse 15 to 17, he says, All that I am and all that I have is yours. If you get all that I am, you'll know how to access all that I have. Lord, we just release over her a new freedom. A new freedom to believe again. Tell your heart to beat again. Tell your heart to beat again. In Jesus' name. Yes. Lord, thank you. Do you have brothers? Okay, you have siblings? Okay. I saw you influencing siblings. But there's an awakening. Awakening. Where are you in the birth birth order? Oldest, that's that would be it. That's why. You are a leader that has an impact whether you want to be a leader or not. You are impacting the generations below you. I don't know if you're involved in the church and offering to work with kids or not, but you have something inside you that literally if you will value the way he values it, you will see generations after you that will love Jesus because of you loving Jesus and simply loving them well. You're going to awaken identity in them because identity is being awakened in you. Father, places where that's been misshaped, the enemy's tried to touch it, tarnish it, or hold it back in the name of Jesus, I tell it to break off. We need you on the front line for the kingdom. He deserves his just reward. So all fear and intimidation go, all disqualifying of yourself, cease and desist in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I'm going to lead you. And I'm going to ask you, if you would, thank you for your patience. I did not know he was going to go here. But he, 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 we're going to let him go wherever he wants, right? So I want you to do this with me. I'm going to pray in little phrases because you have to partner. I can't do all of the work for you. This, what we're going to pray, is a commitment, giving him permission, okay? Invitation, Lord, do in me what I can't do in myself take it. I give you permission to have my heart beat again and to cause me to rise up with confidence in the Holy Spirit. You guys ready? I'll pray. You pray after me. Jesus, thank you for what you did. Thank you that you did the heavy lifting, that I get to be a little boy or a little girl with a big daddy. Forgive me, Father, for letting intimidation, pain, and fear back me down that I didn't release your voice on the face of the earth this day I receive that you did it all we're not trying to do it today you already did it you already defeated the enemy 
but I receive that and I receive the freedom that you bought for me I give you permission to stir my heart again to stir my whole being to hear you when you're speaking to cause my eyes to see the ones you see to put your message in my heart and the wisdom to know when it needs released I give you permission to use all of me that I will step forward in courage that takes its hope from you Jesus thank you Lord now tell him yeah, tell him thank you thank you thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord okay now wait a minute wait a minute here's activation is important so here's the deal you activated it by standing but here's the next step to that before you leave this room we're going to pray over you for receiving Holy Spirit every one of you okay that wants to come forward before you leave this room I want you to find someone that maybe isn't the person you talk to all the time it can be one of us that's okay but I want you to come and tell them I take the pledge today to let my voice free okay I take the pledge today okay raise your hand that'll be a step do you take the pledge okay now then thank you for that thank you for that and bless you for that I believe you just but who did that did you I believe that you just and I think that's who you are I think that you are a forerunner that sometimes you're you may back down because there's not enough people don't count heads just be who you are just be who you are and watch the people that would follow you are called to be a father to young men you are you're called no pressure <laughs> right haha <laughs> but you're called to, to parent to be a father to young men just look around you and see who's already got your ear who's always wanting to be up close to you they may be this high okay that's okay they're young men in the making they need that influence don't wait for it to be powerful adults that you're influencing this is an investment in the next generation this is the church okay but you have that don't silence that voice you're supposed to find it to a whole new level a whole new level Jesus' name. Okay, Fred, where did you go? Come back up and let's do this. And what I'm going to ask is parents, go grab your kids, bring them back in here, because this is not just for the adults. This is also for those kiddos that get what you're getting. So before you come up to get prayed for, go grab your kids and then come up yes. as a family yes. so we can pray yes. over you. And if you feel like, if it's okay, tell me if you want to check off on this. But if, if you get ready and you need to leave, we won't be upset about that. We, everybody has to, to manage their own life circles, okay? Do what you need to do. But those of you who want to stay, we're not going to get in a hurry. Okay? So if you have never been baptized in the Spirit, we'd love for you to come let us lay hands on you. All through the book of Acts, when there were a lot of salvations, they sent apostolic teams to every place to release the Holy Spirit. So we invite you to come. Uh, if you need a fresh touch, come. Uh, if you want to pray the prayer that I would see the one every day, come. And God's going to release those things right now. Okay, one more that we know of is that I'm going to stand over here for a while. Now, I'm going to call out several different things so nobody will know what's what, okay? 
but I feel like there's a spirit of suicide that God wants to break. Okay, if I, and this is a deal. I remember when Chuck and Anna came to Hope one time and they asked people to stand up if they'd been having thoughts of suicide. And a whole lot of people stood up. And on the way home, Chuck and Anna honorably asked, did you happen to look around and see how many people raised their hands? I said, oh yeah, but I really didn't have to. And they said, well, like, is something wrong? No, something's right. People are having thoughts. Not all of them are their thoughts. They're passing through the room and the enemy's trying to make you think you are suicidal when he's the one, okay? So in that part, we want a culture where it's free to say, family has to be that, that we are free to be who we are and we bring it out of the closet because anything left in the closet breathes. So we wanna bring it out, but suicide, no condemnation. But if that's yours, that what you're struggling with, I wanna meet you over here and I would like to pray over you. Another one is tormenting thoughts, like tormenting thoughts. You're not suicidal, but tormenting thoughts. Ones that, I, if you're having them, I don't have to describe them to you. You'll know they're tormenting, okay? The third one is I wanna pray over you if you have a sleep issue going on, okay? That you're having trouble getting sleep, all right? Everybody ready? Okay, come on down. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.